This is Illegal Tender, Season 6. I'm Stephanie Asimkos. In our last episode, I mentioned Eleanor. I shared that she's a student who lives in the UK. Her search for a dog started in June and abruptly ended just days later after she drove 300 miles to an address given to her by a so-called dog breeder. There was no dog, and she sent hundreds of dollars via PayPal to someone who now wasn't replying to calls or texts. Here's our conversation. So I am Eleanor. I'm 27 and a a biomedical research student. I live between Cambridge and Derby in the UK. And uh, talk to me about what happened. Walk us through the event. So me and my family, we decided we wanted a puppy. My dad's been unwell recently. He he suffers with uh, bad knees. He's waiting for knee replacement surgery. He's also had COVID, of which he was hospitalized for. With his illnesses over the past 12 months, he's been suffering pretty badly with his mental health. So we just decided to start looking for a puppy. We knew what kind of breeds we wanted. We wanted medium-sized dogs, something like a Labrador. Found these absolutely beautiful chocolate Labradors on a Facebook group. Started communication with the people that had them advertised. And it all just seemed really legit. You know, they, they... Okay, they weren't too keen on meeting purely to meet the dogs because of COVID and they wanted to keep contact to a minimum. So we decided to keep all the correspondence like just electronic. However, we, we arranged a, a date to go pick the puppy up, done all the necessary puppy shopping, and we, we drove three hours to an address that they'd given us and it was it was actually a cat sanctuary, um, the address that they'd given us, and there was no puppy. We'd, we'd paid a deposit over PayPal. Luckily, it was protected, thanks to the protection that PayPal provides. So we've, we've managed to get the deposit that we put down, we managed to get that back, but no puppy. It's had a pretty big impact on my dad's mental health. I think it's also had an impact on my mental health as well. I was very much looking forward to getting a puppy. To give you an idea, we've we've not had a we've not had a dog in the house for about twenty three years. So it was quite quite a big um, occasion for us to to get a puppy. So yeah, that's what happened. When you said you you got into this Facebook group, was there anything about the Facebook group that looked off or wonky or anything to you? So, so we we we've been looking all over for you know, you know puppies that that we liked, and at least here in the UK, transactions occurring through Facebook is quite common. So we thought, you know what, it, it, it's just. The modern way, I suppose, the the people advertised on Facebook. And, and like I said, our, our correspondence with them all seemed quite legitimate. That they, they were saying that they were supplying quite a lot of things with the puppy. So they were supplying a travel a travel cage. They were supplying some toys, a non-spill travel water bowl, a blanket with mum's scent on it. 
you you know just just things the 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 puppy would have already been used to to try try and make the the travel and the relocation you know a bit easier and we we really liked that it was like well yeah it, it's a good idea just to just to try and make it as easy as possible on the puppy right so like like I say it, it was all it all seemed above board to us you know it felt like they were. I wouldn't say going out of their way to to make it the best possible experience as possible they could be, but it it was, you know, we, we're going to try and help you as much as we can. We're trying to give you as much as we can. Right. How many uh, emails or messages did you swap back and forth with these folks? It must have been about twenty or thirty. Um, it was no. quite. A, Oh, and over what length of time? Um, about two days. Oh, okay. Two days. Wow, um, that's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So you, you felt like there was definitely a live person on the other end of this, right? Yeah. Like someone's, like you're just texting back and forth like you would like your best friend, like someone's answering you in real time, basically, right? Yeah. Was there any, I mean, and you said nothing was really off about it. You said that you wanted to meet the puppy in advance, but I guess they gave that like oddly convenient excuse of no COVID, we're not going to have any type of interaction in advance. Did that seem plausible to you or did that raise a red flag? Well, obviously because of the pandemic situation, then you know, it, it's a legitimate point, you know, keep yeah. um, keep contact to a minimum. We we live in the modern age where we have, you know, video calls and such where we can have correspondence over the internet. So, yeah, it, it seems legit. And then this person, did they promise you, did they, like, send you additional pictures? Did they promise you, like, oh, you're going to yeah, get... They, they, they sent us um, pictures of which there was one of the chocolate lab puppies with two adults and what I'm guessing to be their children um, in the picture, and then a picture of the puppy on their own. Um, It was the same puppy, you know, in in a garden setting, you know, just the, the trees behind them, you know, on some grass and that. It just seemed legit. It just looked like someone's back garden, you know? Yeah. There are pictures of three beautiful little puppies in it, too. Yeah. Okay, so you're texting or messaging back and forth with these people over the, the span of two days. How quickly did they ask you for, for money? So it was towards the end of the second day that the, we paid the deposit. I mean, to give you an idea, it all happened over a space of four days. Oh, four days. Um, okay. So the, the the initial messaging was like over two days. And then, so we paid the deposit and then there was a day with no correspondence. And then on the on the Sunday, when we went to pick up the puppy, obviously we, we messaged them and we were like, oh yeah, we're, we're about half an hour away from you. At which point they're like, that they messaged back. We didn't read the message straight away. Well, when we did get around to reading the message, it said, Sorry, there's been a holdup with paperwork. We were unable to meet today. 
Well, at which point we are literally like half a mile away from the address that we're meant to be collecting the puppy from. We're like, well, we're going to go around there because we've traveled three hours and we're not going to leave without a puppy. And you, know? you told them, hey, it's Sunday. I'm coming to get this dog, right? Yeah. Okay. Just to be clear. Um, and I'm, I'm like, well, why didn't you message us like earlier that day if, if it wasn't going to be possible for us to, to pick the puppy up? Instead of, you know, us having to travel three hours. We, we arrived there and so it, it's a cat sanctuary, no puppies. We spoke to the people there and they were like, you're not the first people that have arrived this weekend. No. And they've had quite, quite a long list of people that have arrived looking for their puppy and it's not there. Right. I mean, cats are... Cats are okay, I guess, but if you're there for a dog, a cat's not going to be a substitute or an appropriate one. Oh, I'm so sad to hear this. This is just terrible. So I know that in the States here, sometimes breeders and particularly dog shelters, they want to know a lot about the owner. They want to know, you know, how many hours a week do you work? How often will you be home? Do you have a fenced in yard? Who's going to you know, if you live, like I live in an apartment, so like who's going to have the, is there going to be a dog walker? You know, these types of things, right? Yeah. Did the did this person, I'm not even going to call them a breeder because they're not, this, this thief, did this ghost, did this person ask you anything about your setup and how this dog will be, like sort of the lifestyle this dog would have with you? Yeah, so they, they did, they did ask us a few questions. So they asked uh, whether we had any experience with dogs, um, whether we'd had uh, dogs in the past, of which my dad has and my mum has as well. I mean, I was only a baby the last time we had a dog. And then they asked us uh, whether someone was going to be home all the time to look after a dog, of which, because of my dad's disabilities now, he's not working. I'm currently finishing off a degree, so I'm at home pretty much all the time. I, I could take the dog out. It, you know, it was... We told them, you know, we, we've got an acre of land that the dog can just run around in freely and do whatever it wants. That, that's great. We, we we want our puppies to go to good homes and, you know, the, the typical things that you'd expect to hear from, from a legitimate breeder. It's like this person just grabbed the script of what a dog breeder or a dog shelter sort of placement person would say just so you would feel better or sort of give this like patina of legitimacy and it, they just knew exactly what to say to make you feel better. Gosh, this is so criminal. Oh, I'm so sad. When did all, I, maybe I should have asked you this earlier, Eleanor, but when did all this go down? So this literally happened last weekend. It, it no. was, like, Oh, gosh, it's so fresh and new. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so you go to the cat shelter or the cat sanctuary. They say you're not the first people that have been here. And then you just get in the car and you get home. Yeah, so that weekend was initially planned for me to move from Derby back to Cambridge. 
And then, so, so I was going to move back on the Saturday, and then we found this puppy, and they were like, you can collect on Sunday. Now, now, so Derby is like halfway in between Cambridge and Manchester. So, you know, we, we, we're, we're in a pretty good location for us just to take a trip up to up to Manchester, grab the puppy, go back to Derby, load my things in the car, and then move back. You know, it was going to be a little bit hectic because, you know, we hadn't planned it. But it, it seemed that we could do it and it would have saved on travelling expenses and all of that. So, yeah, it's pretty fresh still. I mean, it is only less than a week. Yeah, it, it's, it, it was just, it just seemed so convenient as well. You know, we, we'd been looking for a puppy for, well, it seems before my dad had um, COVID. So we'd, we'd been looking for around about six weeks, seven weeks. And yeah, these just seem to conveniently appear. I wonder if it was just some type of like, you know, your internet browser history was probably filled with puppy cookies. And then that probably populated your Facebook targeted ads because, you know, you were. I, I um, actually um, actively searched for oh, the group. Okay. So I was literally just going through and looking for any pages that were dog or puppy orientated in the UK. And I just seemed to stumble across the wrong one. Goodness. So on your way home, everyone's bummed, understandably. How quickly did you reach out to PayPal and ask for a reversal of that of that charge? Um, Actually, how much could you um, explain the deposit that you put down and then how much of that was the total? And you can use pounds. That's fine. So the deposit was two hundred pounds. That seems uh, a little cheap. That, that that was just the deposit. That was the um, deposit. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Total, the total amount was uh, 600. Yeah, 600. Which, which is, you know, it, it's in, you get some puppies that are cheaper than that, you get some puppies that are more expensive than that. So, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable price. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about the, the dog market game. And I don't, I'm not really up to date on what the dollar to sterling is these days. So I don't know, like 600 pounds is like, oh, maybe that's reasonable for a purebred chocolate lab. Maybe yeah, it's that would be around about $800 at the moment. $800? Oh, man, that's expensive. But I don't know. Is that maybe that's just the going rate for dogs. I'm not sure. You, well, we, we, you know, when we've been looking, we've found, found some puppies as cheap as, I don't know, £350, where others £1,500. So like I say, it is in that middle range where you think, yeah, it's a perfectly okay price. Okay. So, I mean, to recap, not only was this person sort of reading off of this script of, yeah, I know exactly what questions to ask, but I also know exactly the perfect price point where it's not too low that it's a little shady and it's not too high that I'm going to turn people off to this operation. Okay. So you contacted PayPal. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much instantly because I, I, my American housemate came with us and he was like, so 
I'm absolutely raging. I'm sitting in the front of the car. My mum's driving, and I'm having to roll like cigarette after cigarette after cigarette because I am absolutely mad. And um, Wayne, my flatmate, he was like, "Yeah, just pass me the iPad. I'm going to get onto PayPal and get it sorted." So, yeah, we we contacted PayPal within like five minutes of leaving the cat sanctuary. So yeah, that that was sorted pretty quickly. We also was put into in contact with someone else who had the same problem. Pardon? Tell me about that. So the one of the people who run the cat sanctuary obviously had contact with other people that had had the same scam, and the the lady at the cat sanctuary put us in contact with them over Facebook. Because we were like, we don't know whether we're going to get our money back. So that that was quite a worry. And they were like, well, actually, someone else who's had the same issue managed to get their money back from PayPal. Right, fine. Right. It turns out that the other person had been told to collect. So the, the other person, one other person, sorry, had been told to collect from the same address as what we had. But there was another one where there'd been told to collect from Liverpool, which is about another 40 miles um, away from Manchester. So yeah, I know of three of us that have fallen from the same scam. I do know that the Facebook group has now been taken down. Thank God. How did you, was it you who sort of reported it to Facebook or was another Um, person? It sounds like you all kind of unionized, which sounds fantastic to me but was it another person who is also scammed i didn't i didn't report the group because i was on my i was on my um iphone and i i I was in the car and i was really frustrated couldn't work out how to do it so what i was doing was everyone that was uh, that was on the page that was commenting on dogs i was going through and um just replying to them it's a scam like i've just lost good for you so I, I literally just like spammed that like 50 times. Uh, and then I was like, right, I'm going to report the group when I get home, when I've got my Mac in front of me. You know, I know how to do it on the on the desktop version of Facebook. And then when I got back to my place in Derby, it had already been taken down. Got it. I mean, this all, it's all terrible, but it, it does sound like swift action was taken at each turn, right? And, and PayPal and Facebook kind of did do right by you and the others who were sadly scammed, right? Like you got your money back from PayPal. The Facebook group was taken down. So, you know, more people can't be scammed. But what would, and not to be a cynic, but it just makes me feel like it's like, you know, that game whack a mole, right? Like you bop yeah. one. And that's just what, that's what it feels like to me now of like, okay, you can just take down this one Facebook group, but like, it's like a Hydra head, right? You could just like take one down and like five more will proliferate and grow. Goodness. And, And you said it just sounded so legitimate too. So it was about a week out, not even, you know, this happened on Sunday and we're chatting on Friday. Okay. So how are you still planning to get a dog? We, we have uh, a few more leads. Some of them have come, well, one of them particularly has come through a friend of a friend. So, you know, it's a lot more trustworthy. We're not, we're not dealing with someone. Totally no. 
it's a bit, I don't know. It, it, I, I fell in love when I saw that chocolate Labrador. And this isn't a chocolate Labrador. It, it's, a, it's a crossbreed. It's a mastiff cross Labrador. And it's like, it, it's not 100% what I wanted. Yes, my, my dad likes it. Well, should I say, my, my dad likes my dad likes the pictures of the mum and dad that we've seen because the puppies aren't born yet. But yeah, it, for me, it's not it's not exactly the dog I wanted. I, I, I fell in love with a chocolate Labrador. That chocolate Labrador, Labrador just didn't exist. So what are you what are you thinking now? Are you going to hold out for that chocolate lab or are you going to let your well, heart open to love a, a mastiff slash lab? It, it's, it's more my dad's dog um, okay. than my dog. So ultimately it's his decision. So yeah, it, it's down to him and I suppose I'll just have to learn to love it. <laughs> What's this next? You, you've been burned... And how are you sort of wiser this time around? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall for the whole yeah, we're only going to we we're not going to meet prior to picking the puppy up because of COVID. As soon as that's said, I'm I'm gonna be like, no, not interested. And again, I'm I won't be putting I won't be putting a deposit down before before um seeing the dog actual in the flesh. As for the this breeder that we're in contact with at the moment, we know she's legitimate, you know, like I say, she's a friend of a friend. Our friend has brought the dog off of her in the past. She's supplied us with her registered breeder's license number, because in the UK, if you, you yes, you can breed dogs without a license, but if you breed over a certain number of dogs each year, then you're meant to be registered with your local council and she's given us her registration details for the local council so at least on that aspect you know we we've, we know 100% who she is because she's registered we know that she does everything above board and and she's spoken through the process with us like what's going to happen so you know the puppies are meant to be uh, due on the 3rd of July and then they're going to spend at least eight weeks with mum before we can pick them up. So, yeah, the, the fact that she's spoken through the process of, you know, this is what we're going to do, this is the timescale it's on, it's kind of put us at more peace of mind, you know. I suppose it was probably the, the, the one thing the the scam left out, you know. Yes, they told us, yes, the, the, the dog's been microchipped, it's had its initial vaccinations, but... It was, we never got information of like when it was done, like what age the puppies had it done, you know. So yeah, the that as a whole, you know, it, it's made us feel a lot more comfortable. You know, it feels so much like the dog was really symbolic for you and your family. You know, you mentioned that your dad's health wasn't great. It's incredible that he's on the mend from COVID. That's serious, that's incredible. And I'm just really, really happy for you and your family that it sounds like everything, maybe by August, maybe by the end of the summer, uh, you guys will have a little puppy. 
again after, after yeah. a long laugh after 23 years of not having yeah. a puppy a puppy will return to you guys do you have any names picked out for a puppy well we, we've decided we want a female puppy i i think we've all kind of decided on i don't know probably a female marvel character oh yeah okay like who we haven't really decided yet but just just one of the female marvel characters um okay. you know we we all like avengers probably gamora's quite um high up strong especially for a mastiff that yeah that really personifies it i like that like i say gamora's quite high up the list i don't know there's a few um there's a few other names that aren't marvel characters that i'd like but i think i'm um fighting a losing battle where that comes in <laughs> In the conclusion of Illegal Tender Season 6, I connect with Josh Kreinberg. He works for Puppy Spot, a company that works to place dogs in their forever homes with a network of thoroughly vetted breeders. Part of Puppy Spot's work is to crack down on online puppy scams, and he'll show us the red flags. Illegal Tender is made by Yahoo Finance from our homes in New York City. This season was written and hosted by me, Stephanie Asimkos. Illegal Tender was created, edited, and produced by Alex Sugg. Thank you to Josh Kreinberg and the team at Puppy Spot for sharing your knowledge. And thank you to Suzanne Smith and Eleanor for sharing your stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review for the show. Until next time, thank you for listening to Illegal Tender.